Big Brother Billy's giving me a signal that uh, <clears throat> that it's time to start. I'm actually about a minute late. I was busy talking to Marge, but uh, good evening. Good to have you all here with us this evening, and welcome to Evansville Baptist Church. I got a few more coming in the back there, and wonderful to have you all here with us this evening. And um, we've got we've got some protection with us this evening. Good to have you with us this evening, brother. And uh, let's get our hymn books out. Turn to hymn 354. Hymn number 354. Blue hymn books. Blue hymn books. Hymn number 354, Leaning on the Everlasting Arms. Let's sing it out together this evening. Let's stand together. We'll sing all three verses together this evening. What a fellowship, what a off with this evening. We're going to open our service in a word of prayer. Let's bow for prayer. Heavenly Father God, thank you for meeting with us this morning, uh, Lord, and what a wonderful service we had then, Lord, and I thank you for meeting with us again this evening. Lord, we're looking forward to what you're going to do this evening, Lord, in our hearts and in our minds, Lord, through the music that we sing, Lord, through the verses that we read, Lord, and through the preaching of your word this evening. Lord, I thank you for all those who have come out today. Lord, I pray for all those who are not here this evening, Lord. I pray that you keep them safe. Uh, Lord, I pray that you uh, give health to those uh, who are hurting. Uh, Lord, and I pray that you'd give healing to those who are sick. Lord, we need you. I pray that you'd meet with us this evening. And I pray that everything that is done this evening would be to your honor and to your glory. In your name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. If you have your bulletins out with you, we're going to look at our, um, our announcements for this week. we got a few things just coming up this week I want to make mention of. And uh, if you have a bulletin... And ladies, in your bulletin, I know it says ladies Bible study here at the church this Thursday. That will not be taking place. Uh, I put that in there by mistake. If you want to just cross that out and uh, just cross that out of there. Uh, everything else that's in there is going to be taking place. We do have a, our business meeting uh, this coming Wednesday right after our regular service time. Again, our regular service time is at 6 o'clock. Uh, so after that service, we will have our business meeting. I do want to also make mention... Uh, of our Super Saturday Soul Winning coming up Saturday, November the 25th. 
And uh, if you're available and you would like to come, that's going to be a wonderful, wonderful time uh, to come out here to go knock on some doors and to go give out the gospel to all those who will listen. Uh, we preached that uh, we looked at this morning uh, how there is some consequences for our idleness. And uh, we ought not be idle when it comes to the gospel. Uh, we ought to be getting out the gospel and giving out the gospel and doing everything that we can to give the gospel. So November the 25th at 10 a.m., we'll have coffee and donuts all ready for everybody so we can get energized and ready to go. And then at 10.30, we're going to be heading out. And there's always a couple of ladies that hang around there uh, so that if there's anybody that has kids, you can come and your kids will have nursery. We'll have nursery provided for us. Where's Natasha? Oh, there she is. Okay. I lost my daughter there for a second, uh, but she's up there good. And uh, we'll make sure she's in the nursery so she's not uh, disturbing us while we're out and about. Uh, but I also want to make mention, I don't know if I made mention of it this morning, uh, but I wanted to make mention of our discipleship program. And uh, it's a wonderful program. We've got a few that we're going through with it right now. We're actually going through it in our uh, Sunday school hours. And uh, it's a wonderful program uh, for even for seasoned Christians. It is a refresher course for them. Uh, but it's a great building block foundation uh, for those who are new in the faith. And it's just a wonderful, wonderful program. I'd like to extend the invitation. Anybody who would like to be a part of that, there is no cost involved with this at all. It is something that the church takes care of. There's no uh, fee involved. You get a book that goes along with that. And then at the end of that discipleship, you get a certificate uh, showing that you've completed that discipleship program. And uh, so if you'd like to be involved in that, please let either me or Mrs. Harris know. And uh, we would love to get you involved in that program. And then any of you who would like to be a discipler, one who would like to teach somebody else through this discipleship, uh, I would like to invite you as well. Maybe you're a seasoned Christian who would like to start discipling somebody else. Uh, it's something that is a wonderful desire to have. I think we all ought to desire to disciple. Uh, it is something that I believe we all should have a desire to do. Yes, it's dad, dad. That's right. It's not mama. It's dad, dad. But uh, we all ought to have a desire to disciple somebody else. That's one of the commands that we've been given. And, uh, but if you would like to be a discipler, uh, the requirement for that here at this church, of course, is that you'd be a member in good standing, but also that you have gone through the discipleship lessons yourself. So if you would like to be a discipler, let me know, of course, or let Mrs. Harris know, and we will go through that program with you, and you'll get the training that you need to become a discipler yourself. I would love to see uh, every uh, member of this church out discipling somebody else. That's how you grow a strong church. Strong churches are grown. Why? Because work is put into teaching and admonishing and growing in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And uh, so that's all the announcements that I've got for today. But again, if you have any questions about those things, of course, come to me uh, or Mrs. Harrison. We'll make sure we answer your questions there. Let's get our hymn books out one more time. Number 563. Again, in your blue hymn books, hymn number 563. Count your blessings. And that's something we ought to do on a daily basis. But let's sing it out this, this afternoon. Sorry, this evening. I can't get my time straight. But this evening, 563, we'll sing the first, the second, the last. When upon life's billows you are tempest-tossed, when you are discouraged thinking all is lost, count your many blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the
to be counting our blessings. We have so many blessings that God has given to us. And if we were to count them, it's almost like trying to count sheep at night. I mean, you could put yourself to sleep just counting all of the blessings that God has given to us. And uh, especially, you think about especially over this weekend with Veterans Day. Uh, we have so many blessings, even just with the freedoms uh, that we have today. And uh, we ought to be very thankful for that. And uh, we ought to be thanking our veterans. We ought to be thanking those who have fought for, our, our, for those freedoms. Uh, let's get our Song of the Month out. If you have your bulletin on the left side there, Song of the Month around the corner, around the world. We're going to sing it together this morning, or evening, sorry. Around the corner, around the world. Around the song about going around the corner and around the world and uh, one thing we want to keep that in mind over this month uh, with it being missions emphasis month we want to remember uh, our missionaries we want to remember those who have gone around the world we can only go around the corner that's all that's all we can really go unless you go on a missions trip you can only go around the corner but uh, we support those who go around the world uh, I said this I think this morning I said you can go around your, the corner uh, but your dollar can go around the world. We can support our missionaries and we can uh, make sure that they're well taken care of. I know uh, we're sending out, I think this next week, we're sending out uh, each of our missionaries a nice Christmas gift. And uh, I'm so glad we can do that. I'm so glad that you all gave to that. I'm so grateful for that. Thank you for giving to that. And uh, thank you for making missions a priority. I'm so glad that missions is a priority in this church. I think um, in the last even seven years, uh, almost seven years without a pastor, you all still supported missions. You gave, I, I think it was, I th what you guys had almost seven or eight missionaries, did you not, throughout all of those years? And kept them going and kept them supported and kept them, uh, you know, kept supporting them. And, and that was, that's been a, uh, one of the reasons why I believe so wholeheartedly that, that this church is still here today. is because you guys had an outward vision and not just an inward vision. And I believe the Lord blesses that. So uh, let's keep that in mind around the corner, around the world, as we go through this missions emphasis month. If you would please stand with me. We're going to have our scripture reading at this time. Numbers chapter 21. Numbers chapter 21, beginning in verse number 1. If you all will stand with me, please. Numbers chapter number 21, beginning in verse number 1. We're going to look down through also down to verse number 7 as well. So Numbers chapter 21, beginning in verse number 1. I'll read verse number one. If you'll join in with me on verse number two, we'll read responsively all the way down through verse number seven. Again, Numbers chapter number 21 goes Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers. And uh, we're going to look at Numbers 21, verse number one. In verse, oh wait, hold on. I forgot to say, if you're there, say amen. If you're there, say amen. 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 Okay. I was, a lot of people might not have been there and I never would have heard the Amen. Amen. Numbers chapter 21, verse number 1, it says here, And when King Arad the Canaanite, which dwelt in the south, heard tell that Israel came by way of the spies, then he fought against Israel and took some of them prisoners. And Israel vowed a vow unto the Lord and said, If thou wilt indeed deliver this people into my hand, then I will utterly destroy their cities. 
And the Lord hearkened to the voice of Israel and delivered up the Canaanites, and they utterly destroyed them in their cities, and he called the name of the place Hormah. And they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to compass the land of Edom, and the soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way. And the people spake against God and against Moses, Wherefore have ye brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no bread, neither is there any water, and our soul loatheth this light bread. And the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, and much of the Israel died. And altogether on verse number 7, Therefore the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against thee. Pray unto the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. And Moses prayed for the people. Amen. You may be seated. And uh, we'll get our hymn books out one final time this evening. Hymn number 350 in your blue hymn books. Hymn number 350. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. We'll sing the first, the second, and the last together this evening. Hymn number wonderful hymn. Let's get our Bibles out together, shall we? Let's get our Bibles out. Numbers chapter number 21. Thank you. Natasha stole my water bottle. She started walking now, all on her own. So she gets into everything and she steals everything. And one of those things that she likes to steal is my water bottle. 
So I'm up here choking and trying to gasp for air, and she's down there playing with my water bottle. Numbers chapter 21, if you'll turn there with me. Numbers chapter 21, I believe, uh, and, I, and I couldn't remember, I, I, the Lord laid this message on my heart today. Oh, I've got one now. I got one. Thank you. I got one now. Uh, but uh, the Lord laid this message on my heart, and, and I began to think about whether or not the Lord would have me to preach this. I know I've, this is a message I have preached in the past, and uh, it is a message that I've preached in the past, and, uh, but it is a, it is a thought that I would like to bring to you again this evening. And I don't do this very often. I don't really uh, preach my messages multiple times, but the Lord really laid this one on my heart today. And uh, I don't know why. Maybe it was because this morning was more of a, of a, um, a harsh message, maybe. And I wanted to preach something a little bit more uh, uh, uplifting this evening. I don't know. But the Lord laid this message on my heart. So I'm going to preach just a few moments this evening. And again, I will not be long. Uh, but I would like to preach a few moments this evening on the thought of, don't let your difficulties overshadow your victories. Don't let your difficulties overshadow your victories. Numbers chapter number 21, I'll read this passage of scripture for you again. It says here, And when King Arad the Canaanite, which dwelt in the south, heard tell that Israel came by the way of the spies, then he fought against Israel and took some of them prisoners. And Israel vowed a vow unto the Lord and said, If thou wilt indeed deliver this people into my hand, then I will utterly destroy their cities." And the Lord hearkened unto the voice of Israel, and delivered up the Canaanites, and they utterly destroyed them in their cities, and he called the name of the place Hormah. And they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to compass the land of Edom, and the soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way. And the people spake against God and against Moses, Wherefore have ye brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no bread, neither is there any water, and our soul loatheth this light bread." And the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, and much people of Israel died. Therefore the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against thee. Pray unto the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. And Moses prayed for the people. We see at the beginning of this passage of Scripture uh, a great uh, battle that just took place. It was the Israelites that were versus uh, the Canaanites. And the Canaanites, I'm sure, were a great army. And Israel was praying and begging God and saying, If you uh, would please allow us to destroy them, we will destroy them and wipe them out completely. And with God's help, they did. They did that. They, uh, they were able to win the battle that was taking place. Even though they had just seen God move in an amazing way, they ran into some difficult things on their travels. It says that they had to make a journey, and they began to make that journey, and in that journey, there was some difficulties. In that journey that they were going to be on, they ran into some issues. Maybe it was the fact that uh, they were just having a hard time walking. They didn't want to walk all that way. Maybe it was the fact that they were complaining about uh, the food that they were eating. The food wasn't good enough, and they didn't enjoy the food. But either way, they were running into some difficulties. In these travels, we find them murmuring and complaining about many different things. How many of you have been on a road trip before? Pretty much all of us have, haven't we? How many of you have been on a road trip with kids before? Yeah, you know where I'm going with this. When you're on a road trip with kids, what is the thing that you hear the most of anything? Are we there yet? 
Can we stop and use the restroom? My legs hurt. I want to get up and walk. I, I don't have enough snacks. All these different things. And all it's complaining, is it not? I mean, I would probably do the same thing if I was in Israel's position. I would very likely uh, be complaining. I, I, if you can tell by my physique, I don't like to walk a lot. I, I'm not a much of a walker. I'm not much of a runner. I'm not much of an exerciser, and I'm sure the Israelites were going through a little bit of this exercise that they had to go through. And so they were complaining. The difficulty in their travel overshadowed the victory that God had just given them, and that led to a great punishment from God. Let's look at a few things this evening that may help us through these times of difficulty without overshadowing the victory that God has given to us. Let's pray and we'll get into the message. Heavenly Father God, I pray that you use your servant this, this evening, Lord. I pray that my words would not be heard by those who are here today or anybody under the sound of my voice. Lord, I pray that your words would come through, Lord, and the word that is in uh, this Bible right here, Lord, I pray that that is what would be heard and what would change lives and change hearts, Lord. I pray that you'd work in the service tonight, Lord. I pray that you get all the honor and the glory for everything that is said and everything that is done this evening, Lord. Let your will be done. Lord, I pray that you'd have the preeminence in all things. In your name I pray. Amen. So point number one, and this is a very uh, well-known point, and I think everybody ought to know this already, but there will be difficulties in this life. I think we can all attest to the fact that we have a lot of difficulties. Uh, whether we look at maybe, uh, the, maybe the political uh, climate that we're in, we think, well, there's a lot of difficulties there. Uh, or maybe we look at uh, the place that we live or, or the job that we have or the people that we're around. There's a lot of difficulties in this life. Life is full of difficulties. We cannot let them take over our lives. We can so easily get into the difficulties of this life. And just as the Israelites did here, they allowed the difficulty to become more important than anything else in their lives. They allowed that difficulty to supersede anything that God had just done through their lives. The difficulties are going to come. The difficulty may very often take place after a major victory in your life. Why? Because the devil's trying to get you down. The devil is trying to keep you uh, from doing anything good for him. So what's the devil going to do? Uh, you know, we just had a great Sunday morning. Uh, we had a wonderful group of kids come on the bus. We had a wonderful group of people this morning. Uh, we had a few visitors this morning. Uh, over the last few weeks, we've seen uh, five young people accept Christ as their Savior. We've seen the Lord do a lot of great things. We've seen some great victories. Now let's get ready for the difficulties because they're about to come. Or maybe they're already here. The difficulties often come right after a major victory in your life. The difficulties, oftentimes, I think I spoke of it this morning, but the difficulties will also often take place as soon as you get ready to do something for God. You're about to do something for God, and the devil sees that, and he's going to throw a difficulty in there. It's, it's, almost, it's almost without fail. Uh, I, I think back to my parents, and they were getting ready to make a big move. They were getting ready to move uh, from Big Springs, West Virginia, and move all the way up to Manitoba area of Canada to go plant a church and be missionaries up there. And what happened, I, know, I don't know who has the book right now. Does anybody have the book right now? Somebody might have the book. Okay, well, somebody's got the book at some point, but uh, they, wrote, they ended up writing a book. And in 2003, that's when we were about to make a big step for God. And then the devil decided to throw something in there, a roadblock. Now, we know that God was going to use it for good, 
But oftentimes the difficulties come right in the time that you're about to make a major step of faith for God. And then that major step of faith for them was to move uh, many miles away from anybody that they knew and go and start a church. And what happened? Well, the accident took place. Uh, my mom was 56 days in the ICU. I ended up losing one of her legs. Uh, ended up almost dying. I think she was pronounced clinically dead at least one time in the hospital. She was pronounced dead on the scene. She did not have a heartbeat. They, they took her. We thought that it was over. The difficulties oftentimes come right before we're going to take a big step of faith for God. Now, God ended up working through that, and God will work through the difficulties in this life if we will not allow them to overshadow the victories, if we will give Him the glory through all of it. We can look throughout the whole Bible and see where difficulty came to anybody who ever wanted to do something for God. It always happens. You look at the Apostle Paul. How many times was the Apostle Paul in prison? Much of his ministry was, was in prison. Many of the books that he wrote were from prison. Difficulties come in this life. Number one, there will be difficulties in this life. But number two, there will be victories. Number two, there will be victories. Throughout both the victories and the difficulties, there is one constant, though, is that Jesus is with us through each and every one of both of these times of our life. The Bible gives us the information that we need to live a victorious Christian life. You can live a victorious life. God did not create you to live a life of depression. He did not. I've heard it said like this, you cannot stop depression from coming into your life. It's not something you can stop, but you can get yourself out of it. You can make a determination that when it comes, you're not going to allow it to, to abide in your life. You can get out of it. I think, in, in, uh, I think back to um, well, Jack Hiles. He, he preached a message about uh, uh, getting out of uh, that time uh, of depression. And he said it was one time, he said, the story goes how he was uh, about to preach a revival meeting. And uh, he had something prepared and God was working on him to preach it. And then he got a phone call. And he doesn't say what the phone call was, but he said when he hung up the phone, about a depression hit him stronger than anything that had ever hit him before. He was, not going, he, he was about ready to not go out and preach, and he was about ready to not do anything. He was, he, the depression hit him so hard, he, he, he felt like he couldn't go on. But you know what he did? He got up and preached anyhow. He got up and preached anyhow. We cannot stop the depression from coming, but we can get out of it. We can do everything we can do to get out of it. And I'll tell you what, the Christian life, yes, it might be a, different, a difficult uh, life, and it might be difficult at times, but in the grand scheme of things, the life lived for God is the most victorious life you could ever live. It's the most victorious life that you could ever live. Throughout both the victories, though, and the difficulties, the point number three is what I would like to focus on this evening. And again, uh, I will not be long, but I'd like to focus on point number three. And this is something that uh, really, it's a make or break in the midst of your difficulties. It is. Point number three is this. Your reaction to the situation that you are in greatly determines the outcome of the situation. Your reaction to the situation greatly determines the outcome. Philippians chapter number four, if you'll turn there with me. Philippians chapter number four, verse number 11. Philippians chapter number four, verse number 11. This is the Apostle Paul speaking here. 
speaking to the church at Philippi. Saying here in Philippians chapter number 4, verse number 11, it says, Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. Verse number 13, a wonderful verse that should bring us a lot of hope. It says this, I can do all things through Christ which strength which strengtheneth me. What will your reaction be to the victory or defeat in your life? Will you heed the words of Paul here? He, he's very speaking very plainly uh, to the church here. He, he's very plainly just saying, whatever state that I was in, whether I was at the lowest point of my life or whether I was at the greatest point in my life, what did he say? I was content in all things. And why was he content? Because he knew that he could do all things through Christ. He could, he could, he could be uh, abounding. He could be abased. He, he could do all the, He could be poor. He could be needy. Uh, or he could uh, be rich. He could do all these things through Christ. Whatever state of life that he was in, whether you're in a difficulty right now or you're uh, in a victory right now, your reaction to the situation that you're in will greatly determine the outcome. If you go into the difficulty and you say, no matter what, in this difficulty, God is going to get the glory. I'm going to allow God to use this. I'm going to work as hard as I can uh, to not stay in the depression of the situation that I'm in. Then you'll come out of that. And that difficulty will no longer be a difficulty. It will be a victory. That difficulty will turn itself into a victory. Numbers chapter number 7, verses 4 and 5. We were just there a minute ago, but I'll, read, I'll just read it for you since you're on the other side of the Bible already. It says, And they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to come past the land of Edom. And the soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way. And the people spake against God and against Moses, Wherefore have ye brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no bread, neither is there any water, and our soul loatheth this light bread. These verses are showing us the incorrect reaction to a difficulty. The Israelites, yes, uh, and I understand we're going to uh, have some hard times in this life, uh, but what the people of Israel never could understand is if they would just trust God, they'd come through the other side victorious. But they would get into the difficulties of their life, and they would not understand that victory came through trusting in Christ, and they would get so deep into that, uh, well, why is this happening to us? Well, I'm having a rough time here. And they would get into this, uh, this, this time of, of, of just, uh, and it was murmuring and complaining, and why is this happening? And they would get into this point of their life, and they would never find victory. We see it all the time in the children of Israel. One of these days, I'm just going to go through the, uh, the, the downfalls of the children of Israel. And we'll learn a lot from that, won't we? But looking at them, I don't understand why they don't understand how the victories that they get through in life, why don't we just take a look back and see what God has done, and then we'll know what He's going to do. God is the same God during the victory as He is through the difficulty. We need to just trust Him. We can't ever forget what God has done for us in the past. There has been too much victory in our lives to just forget what He's done. We see it happen in the, Israel, in the Israeli people all the time. They forget what God has done for them. 
And then they begin to murmur and complain and to, and to wonder why God is doing this and to, and to go against God and say, well, God, well, we're not, you know, you look at Moses and all that he had to deal with. My goodness, no wonder his hair went white so quickly. My hair would have been white within a day of, of, of dealing with them people. Or maybe I am one of those people. I don't know. But hey, he had to go through a lot. My goodness, he, he comes down from the mountain of getting the word from God. It's like if I came out of my office here after preparing a message for you guys, and I come out and you're worshiping an idol. <laughs> What's going on? Uh, Moses is, is coming out and, and God had brought them. He just brought them over, the, uh, over all these things and dealt with uh, so many difficulties. And uh, they dealt with the uh, armies of Egypt and, and Pharaoh and all of these things. And God had just brought them out of Egypt. And then what do they do? And they're worshiping an idol. Why is that? They let the difficulties of this life overshadow the victories that God had just brought them through. They're Christian. Difficulties are going to come. We can't, we can't stop the difficulties. You can't stop the depression. But it's up to you to get yourself out of it. Trust God. Get back in the Word. You know, we, we may uh, get into a difficulty. And I'm the same way. I'm, this, I'm preaching to Pastor Harris right now. Because I get into the midst of a difficulty. And what's the very last thing I want to do? Last thing I want to do is pray. Last thing I want to do is open up my Bible. You know what the first thing I ought to do is? Pray. First thing I ought to do is open up the Bible. That's the last thing that I want to do. And you know what? I, sometimes I just want to sulk and I want to say, oh, well, woe is me. And, you know, uh, if you ever watched, uh, uh, what is it called? Winnie the Pooh. You know, you got Eeyore. Oh, my name is Eeyore. Nobody loves me. That's how we get, and we, we get away from the Word of God instead of going to the Word of God, and we get off of our knees in prayer, and we ought to be going to our knees in prayer. We allow the difficulties of this life to overwhelm the great victories that God has just brought us through. I think all of us could raise our hands today and say that God's brought us through some great victories. I think everybody that's been to this church for any amount of time can say that God has allowed some great victories to take place at Evansville Baptist Church. Yet if all we look at are the worst days, if all we look at are the days when nobody was here, if all we look at are the days when, uh, when struggles took place, or, or, or when great uh, uh, trials were happening, then we'll never overcome the difficulties that we're going to go through today, or in the next week or in the next month or in the next year. We've got to look back at the victories that God's brought us through and know that He's the same God that brought us through that difficulty before and He's the same God that's going to bring me through the difficulty today. We forget. We don't remember. The battle may end in victory just like in this passage of Scripture. But if you allow the difficulty that comes after the victory to overshadow that victory, then that victory was of no use. That victory that just took place in your life, if you allow the difficulty that comes after that victory uh, to, make, uh, to, to overshadow completely what God just did, then, then what happened to the blessing? What happened to the encouragement? When God allows victories to take place in our life, yes, difficulties might come uh, the next week or the next day or the next hour or the next minute, but if we don't look back and remember the victories that God just brought us through, we'll never get through that difficulty. Job, verse, chapter number 1, 
I'll read verses 20 and 21 for you here. It says, Then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshipped and said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return hither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. What does he say next? Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now that's the right reaction to a difficulty. It's the hardest reaction to a difficulty. That's not an easy reaction to have, but it's the right one. I don't know if all of us have gone through the same difficulties that Job went through. I don't think there's anybody in this room today that can say we went through the exact same thing that Job just went through. Within a day, within one day, he lost all that he had. He lost his sheep, he lost his goats, he lost his oxen, he lost his crops, he lost his servants, he lost his children. He lost everything. And he still said, blessed be the name of the Lord. Job did not allow the difficulty that had just taken place in his life to overwhelm the victories that God had given him throughout all of his life. He trusted God. He trusted God. When the hard times come, we must lean on the Lord for everything. God created me for a purpose. And if I let the difficulties take control of my life, that purpose will never be fulfilled. I must not allow the difficulties to take control. If we learn to give God glory throughout our trials, we will learn how to have true victory. True victory. Will you bless the Lord through your difficulty? When you fall to your difficulty, though, the devil rejoices. When you begin to find yourself falling into difficult times, just look to the Lord. Think back to all that He has brought you through in this life. Isaiah chapter number 40. If you'll turn there with me. Isaiah chapter number 40. I was only planning on reading one verse here, but then I began to read the chapter, and the Lord gave me many more verses to read. So we're going to start in verse number 28, and we're going to look at verses 28 to 31. It says here in Isaiah chapter number 40, it says, Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not? Neither is weary. There is no searching for, of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Do you know your God this evening? Do you know who your God is this evening? He is the one that no matter whether you're young or whether you're old or whether you're faint or whether you're, uh, whether you're all right, He's the one who will mount you up like on wings just like an eagle. If you will, what? It says there in verse number 31, it says, if you'll wait on the Lord. I'm going to go to another passage that has those words in it. Wait on the Lord. Psalm chapter 27, if you'll turn there with me. We're going to read the whole chapter this evening. Psalm chapter 27. Psalm chapter 27, of course, we'll read uh, all 14 verses of the chapter. We'll look at this together this evening. And this is just uh, another time that the psalmist is really just giving us a prayer. That's really what this is. And if we read it like a prayer, we can really feel the emotion that the psalmist is going through. Psalm 27, Psalm 27, verse number 1. 
It says here, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise up against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will, I, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. For in the time of trouble He shall hide me in His pavilion, in the secret of His tabernacle shall He hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. And now shall mine head be lifted above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in His tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy also upon me and, and answer me. When thou said, Seek my face, my heart said unto thee, Thy face, Lord, will I seek. Hide not thy face far from me. Put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help. Leave me not, neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of mine enemies. Deliver me not over unto the will of mine enemies, for false witnesses are risen up against me, and such as breathe out cruelty. I had fainted, unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. What a wonderful prayer here that we see the psalmist is giving us. He begins the prayer in speaking about how great his God is. And then at the end of the prayer, he, he gives us the emotion that he was going through and the great, uh, maybe uh, you could say, depression that he was going through. He tells us in verse number 13 that I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord. What did he say? He said, I never would have made it if I hadn't looked back and seen the goodness of the Lord. I never would have gotten through if I had remembered the victory that He just brought me through. I never would have made it. I would have fainted. I would have fallen. I never would have made it if I hadn't looked back at the victories. God's brought you through some victories, dear Christian. He's brought you through some trials. He's brought you through some difficulties. Church, I'm looking at this church today, and I'm looking at it this morning, and man, my heart was so glad to see. And the reason why we saw what we saw this morning is not because we're that great a people. It's not. We're not all that great. What I'm saying is the reason why we saw what we saw this morning is because a group of people said, I'm going to look back and see what the Lord did in years past, and I'm going to look forward that He's going to do it again. That's why we saw what we saw this morning. That's why we've seen uh, these five kids accept the Lord as their Savior. That's why we're going to see these baptistry waters turning. It's not because we're anything great. It's because we're looking back and saying, well, God, you made, give us, gave us a victory then. And God, I believe you're going to give us a victory right now. We said that difficulty that we're going through, it's not that big of a deal. That trial that's in my life, well, I can get through that. Uh, that hardship that, that's taking place in the church, well, it's, it's not all that hard. Because I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. I know who I believe in. I know who I'm serving. I know who it is that guides my feet and directs my paths. I know who it is that's going to guide me through this difficulty. 
Dear Christian, dear church this evening, I'm telling you, there's going to be some difficult roads ahead. There's going to be some hard things we're going to have to go through. God's been doing some great victories. Don't forget about them. Don't allow uh, the difficulty that comes on Monday morning overshadow the victory that took place on Sunday morning. Don't allow or don't undo in fear what was done in faith. Don't allow the fear of what comes tomorrow keep you from stepping out in faith today. Don't allow the difficulties of this life because there are many. There's many difficulties. I'm not going to be a preacher that comes up here and tells you that it's all a bed of roses. It's not. There's some great difficulties that this church has gone through in the past and is going to have to go through in the future. Seeing the evil that's in the world today just tells me we've got a lot of hard days ahead of us. We've got a lot of hard work ahead of us. Don't forget about what God's doing. Don't forget about what God's done. Don't forget about the victories that have happened in your life. Don't remember, or don't forget what God has helped you to overcome. I have to think back so often and think back and say, man, would I even be here today? Would I even be talking to you? Or would I even be talking in general? Would I even be alive today if it hadn't been for God bringing me through some difficulties? If it wasn't for the hand of God, I wouldn't be here today. There was a time in my life, and I know I've, I've told many of you about it, and I'm not old enough to have it be a long period of my life, but there was a couple of year period of my life when I was really in turmoil. I was going through a difficulty. Even after I came out of that difficulty and got away from what it was that was making that, my life difficult, I went to Bible college, and man, that was probably one of the hardest things I've ever done. I left everything that I knew, came to a country that I'd never really been in before. I left Canada and came to the United States, and it was. It was different. There was a lot that was different. It wasn't, it wasn't what I was used to. I left my family. I didn't know anybody. And I went somewhere, and, and I know it's, it's not as difficult as a lot of things that people in this room have gone through, but it was difficult for me. It was difficult going from just basically doing whatever I wanted. I had free uh, freedom to go out and do what I wanted, be with who I wanted to be with, uh, talk to who I wanted to talk to, do what I wanted to do with who I wanted to do it with. And I came to a place where everything was decided for me, basically. And it was hard. And I had a hard time with it. And, and there were some difficulties I had to go through in those two years that I was there. But through it all, I kept thinking back to who I was before I got there. Just days before I got there, who was I? And what was I doing? And what was I going to do with my life? And then I got there and I kept having to think back, that's who I was, but that's not who I am now. God brought me out of that. He gave me victory over my own self. And if I hadn't thought back to the victory that God had brought me through, I wouldn't be here today. After that, we moved to West Virginia, and there was even more difficulties there. I lived in a camper for seven months, and I know you all got a long road ahead of you. <laughs> seven months I was in a camper, and it was, it was nowhere near the size of y'all's. And there were some difficulties. 
And then we got into the worst apartment that I've ever been into in my life. There were some difficulties. I kept having to look back. I couldn't look at the place of life that I was in at that moment because I was in the midst of a difficulty. Then we moved to Arkansas, and there was even more difficulties there. There was a lot of difficulties. There were moments when we said, well, is it even worth it to serve God? We've got to look back. Now we're in a place of victory. I can look at where I'm at right now and be encouraged to keep moving forward. But in that place of my life, if I had allowed the difficulties that were taking place right then and there to overwhelm what God had just done mere years beforehand, I would never have made it to this place of victory that we're at right now. There's going to be some difficulties to come. I know it. We're in a place of victory right now. Maybe you're in a place of difficulty in your life today. Look back. Find where God brought you to a victory. Think back to what God has done through your life. Dear Christian, don't faint this morning or this evening. Don't faint this evening. Wait on the Lord. Trust in Him. Put all of your trust in Him. What does the Bible say? Casting all your cares upon Him for what? He careth for you. Give it all to Him. And don't let your difficulties overshadow your victories. He will strengthen your heart. Don't let the difficulties that come in this life, don't let the issues that come in this life, don't let the setbacks that come in this life overshadow the victories that God's brought you through. We see in, in that passage of Scripture that we looked at earlier, what happened what happened to the Israelites because uh, they, they let that difficulty overshadow their victory? They came into even more difficulty, did they not? They allowed the difficulty to overshadow them, and what did it do? It drove them deeper into the difficulties, allowing depression to keep a hold on you will drive you even deeper into the difficulties. As somebody who has always, it's, it's a hereditary thing. My dad's dealt with it. My grandma's dealt with it. And he passed it right on down to me. And it's something that I cannot keep it from coming onto my life. I can't. I can't stop depression from coming onto my life. But I can get out of it. And I can't do it myself. I can't do it with my Bible closed. I can't do it without getting on my knees or, or sitting down in my chair uh, or laying down in bed and just begging God and pleading with God that He would help me out of it. Dear child, don't let the difficulties of this life, don't let the depression of this life get a hold on you and drag you under. Remember the victories. Remember what He did, what He's doing, and what He's going to do. Don't let the difficulties overshadow the victories. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you again for meeting with us this evening. Lord, I pray that what's been said this evening, Lord, would be maybe uplifting, Lord, maybe, might be helpful to somebody. Maybe somebody's going through a difficulty today, Lord. I pray that this would have spoken to their heart, Lord. I know it's something that, uh, Lord, in a time of, uh, not turmoil, but Lord, a time of difficulty in my life, Lord, you gave me those verses, Lord. You gave me these thoughts. Lord, I pray that if there's somebody here going through a difficulty today uh, or, or, or an issue or, or a hard heartache or, uh, or something, Lord, I pray that you just, Lord, touch their heart tonight, Lord, and remind them of the victories that you've brought them through. The piano is going to play, and as it does, the altar is open. 
It's an open invitation. Maybe the Lord's speaking to your heart. Maybe He's spoken to you this evening and said you've allowed the difficulties to have a hold on your life for too long. Maybe God's touching your heart and saying you need to come forward and just make a decision today that you're going to trust in me no matter what. You're going to trust me to get you through this difficulty. The altars are open. You come. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you, Lord, for the message this evening, Lord. I thank you for those who have been here today. Lord, I thank you for the great morning service that we had, Lord. I thank you for the great evening service as well. Lord, I pray that I would personally take these things that, Lord, you've laid on my heart, Lord, and I pray that I would take them, and Lord, and that I would use them, Lord, and that I would allow them to change me, Lord, change my heart, Lord, change my mind, Lord, change how I view things, Lord, and I pray that, Lord, in my life that I would not allow the difficulties that take place to overwhelm or overshadow the victories. Lord, we need you. Lord, we're a needy people. Lord, I know we cannot do anything without you, Lord, here. I pray that you'd work in this church, Lord, work in our lives. Lord, work through us individually. Lord, we need you. Lord, be with each and every one of us. Lord, that we would take these things to heart and use them throughout this week. Lord, we love you. Thank you for meeting with us today. Lord, I pray that you take us home safely this evening and bring us back safely on Wednesday. In your name I pray. Amen. Well, thank you all for being with us this evening. You are dismissed.